Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Red 5 standing by. I am Iron Man. I am Loki of Asgard, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. Hello there. Yes, I'm here to fight for truth and justice in the American way. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. If you step out that door, you are an Avenger. That's what we call ourselves, sort of like a team. Earth's mightiest heroes type thing. Superhero landing. She's gonna do a superhero landing. Wait for it. I could do this all day. And welcome back, listeners of the movie punditry podcast i'm one of one of the dynamic duos uh ran and i'm joined by mr mike yeah you are you are the most dynamic of the duo <laughs> no 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 your knowledge your expertise and your wisdom balance out my energy and then it carries us with our uh, glorious purpose uh folks we are i think this is we could say it's done comic-con san diego comic-con weekend is done yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. I mean, it was pretty much done after Kevin Feige walked off uh, the stage yesterday, but there's really nothing much left to do at that point. I thought DC was going to come back out with something today, and then they didn't. And then I sat back and thought, I was like, wow, they... I, I don't know. I, I guess we'll take it from the top. Um Mike, for those that don't know what San Diego Comic Con is, can you just enlighten some of the listeners? Well, I mean, it's it's a very large pop culture uh, convention um, where people go to. Originally, it started just as it um, just as it sounds as a, a comic book convention, and uh, over the years, it started getting more and more involved with. Uh, movies and the studios started to realize it was a great uh place for them to come and and demonstrate you know what they got coming out get people excited for stuff all of that and uh there's comic cons obviously all over the country um but san diego comic-con is the big one uh you know it's a two-hour drive from los angeles uh it's right in the you know right in striking distance of hollywood and it's kind of uh where everybody goes so you know, it's the if you're into pop culture, uh, you know, comic books, uh, genre movies, uh, genre television shows, cosplay, um, you know, any of that stuff, San Diego Comic Con is the place to be. Yes, it is, and hopefully uh, we can uh, live stream from there. That is, we're 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 putting it out in the universe. We're speaking in existence. One year we will live stream from San Diego Comic Con. And for me, one thing I love about it is um, I'm starting to really get into like the higher end, uh, I would call them toy collection. So pretty much hot toys, they are at the top of, of the food chain when it comes to uh, superhero action figures. They went out and they brought their um, end game collection. And for those that don't know, some of these action figures, they pretty much started like $240, but they are hand painted, handcrafted, uh, incredible detail. So they brought their Endgame collection out there, and um, the one that pretty much everybody has their eyes on is the Tony Stark death uh, figure. His hand is has the um, 
this I guess some people call it the nano gauntlet, the power gauntlet. His fingers in that snap position. His face is bloody. The armor is all torn up and jacked up. And that item will set you back a cool four hundred and eighty five dollars. So and that's um, and that's not even pricey for a hot toy. Uh, you know, you no, can, it's not. You can get uh, you know, a life size Iron Man Mark III costume, like uh, literally a life size seven foot tall uh, Iron Man costume. If you got a cool eight grand laying around to do that, I think that they had the a uh, couple years ago they had the life size um, like Batman armor, right? It was like ten, eleven thousand yeah. dollars. So uh, yeah, that's that's gonna set me back. But I think I'm gonna put that like third on my list because of Thor. Uh, I guess we're calling him Hobo Thor or Lebowski Thor. They have his action figure and with the pot belly and all. Fat Thor to works. For that one first. Fat Thor, yeah, yeah. Fat Thor works. Um, and 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 I'm fat, so I can say that. <laughs> and I'm getting there, so I need to work on that. But I I think everybody really wants to hear about Phase Four. We have finally gotten. The phase four lineup. We have dates, we have titles, we have cast. Mike, where should we start? Or do you want to go in chronological order? Um, or yeah, we could do that, or we can go in the order of uh the order of the announcements that okay, they made. We could do that. Whatever you want. Um, to do. how about this? How about we go chronological order? We can kind of give like how we feel about some of these things, where they might take us and uh Let's see, kind of figure out what phase. I just think this is, is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, May first, two thousand twenty, we love playing the character Black Widow, which is a prequel. You know, it's Loki running around the universe. With How do you feel about this? I mean, the, the possibilities are endless here. Exactly. This is the Loki. This is Loki right yeah. at the end of Avengers. No, I think the What If series is more geared yeah. to like real comic book nerds. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, both, I think both Marvel and DC have done these kind of what if comics, you know, what what if, you know, and you know, what if the Avengers okay, so and the X-Men Cap, teamed up? What if, you know, ready to move on. Uh, I'm what ready if to move the, on. You know, the X-Men were on. I okay, so I said, I'm interested to see what Thor does next. I'm you know, all this kind of weird. And then in my uh, mind right now, bizarre things. And so I think this so is just the opportunity to so he, just he kind of explore some of those ideas and just have a little fun I, with it. I'm, I'm good. I don't need to know what happened with Natasha in her past. I don't care how she became Black Widow. What they showed me in Age of Ultron was good enough for me. One thing um, I will say that has piqued yeah, my interest is the I rumor think so. that I'm, I'm not the sure Black Widow title really is essentially like the 007 for title. It's just the title of the all that much, given but, and passed on to anyone um, else. And that we might see someone see else happens. take up the, the Black Widow moniker. So I mean, I, that does like have me kind of like, oh, I'd like to see, you know, we just pass that name on to somebody else at the end of this film. But other than that, I'm good. Hey, she jumped off the cliff in Vormir. Adios. See ya. You're done.
Yeah. Yeah, and if they, um, you okay. know, if they wind up and um, like, so they move it on to what's something that I think going along with, with the, what I'm most the excited comics, about, the Hawkeye and the, the Falcon comics was, and the Winter Soldier, which is kind of like a real street level kind of guy, it's like a Daredevil kind of guy, it's like you know fighting monsters and things. Um, you know, that could be interesting, and it's going to bring in Kate Bishop, who, you know, in the comics, took up the mantle of Hawkeye after Clint died. They're going to be together in this, so I don't know if he's going to be mentoring her or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I hate that title. It sounds like a 70s sitcom. No, I mean, once, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's Taika Waititi. So it's going to be kind of off the thing. I mean, you know, it's going to be more of this what is, we saw in Ragnarok, which I'm top, okay with. Tip, tip, top for um, me. You know, obviously there is the huge announcement this, that, you, listen this, uh, you know, we start this Natalie Portman is coming back never as Jane like Foster and is conclusion to that. taking up the mantle of Winter Thor. Story. You know, they had the big so if you're shot of her holding up the hammer. That, that, that vibe. Uh, so we're going to figure thing out how that's going to work. And the Russo and, brothers were involved. You know, in I know somehow. there was a comic run that had that but happen. Other than that, so I'm super excited. Um, throughout the MCU, these yeah, I mean, yeah, I have a lot of confidence um, in it because it's Taika. Explore more of these guys. So we'll um, see what see happens. That transition of uh, you know Sam trying to figure out who he is as Captain America, um, and to see how Bucky fits in the world. How is Bucky? You know, who is you know uh, Sergeant Barnes in 2000? What is it? It'll probably be 25, 27 in the MCU universe by the time this thing hits. And then finally to see uh, Daniel Bro be Baron Von Zemo. Yeah. And uh, from some of the reports that came out, there, there was a clip of him in a in the Zemo outfit. I'm hyped. And Disney will get the... Uh, they're not going to get the six ninety nine from me. They're going to get the $70 I will pay for the year outright when this thing comes out this fall. So um, and I'll be there. I'm probably not going to go to work. And I hope it's like Netflix does. Everything is already shot yeah. and it's just yeah. here. Take they, everything. He had a, he did an interview after the panel. Day. He was very clear that I, I, these I'm, 10 I'm things, these 10 projects wait. that he announced today, those and, um, are phase and that will bring us into the Eternals. And I find pretty interesting. So that Guardians 3, Black Falcon Panther, Soldier, Fall 2020. Um, so what's that? Fantastic maybe? Four, September, October. anything else that might be happening. Right after that, we'll get is, the Eternals on uh, November 6th. It's phase five and beyond. What do you think about this strategy this is, this, of releasing this? This was the entirety of Phase Four, so close, and they're all going to be interconnected. Yeah, well, that's another that's another phase five project, but I think that's I mean that's brilliant casting. 
I mean, if you're going to have somebody take that rollover from Wesley Snipes, I can't really think of anybody better. Um, you know, Herschelah brings a lot of gravitas to the role. He brings um, a lot of seriousness to the role. And, uh, you know, I think he's, he's a, that's an inspired choice. And, and apparently, I don't know if you, you read, you know, how this all kind of came to be. It's like he basically, like, walked off the stage from getting his Oscar and called up Kevin Feige and said, hey, I want to be Blade. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm excited. I don't know what to expect. Um, I, okay, so I do and I don't know what to expect. So uh, Feige said we're going full Jack Kirby here. And so for folks that aren't aware, he's responsible for a lot of the cosmic yeah, stuff. That's fine. Yeah, he can. Really, I mean, he's, comics. You know, he's, he's a good actor. He's Thanos. a good action star. The Eternals. Um, um, I, there's not a lot of things like that I've seen him in that I didn't like him in. So when Feige so, said that, my um, first thought was like, "Oh, we're going to get personal weird. issues aside, whatever. We're get real I different. think he could definitely contribute to." And it. that's something I'm excited for with Phase Four. It seems like, like at least with uh, the Infinity Saga, we knew where it was going. Like you could see the, you know, the, the plot lines through every movie that that interconnectivity. This seems like it's all over the place, but in a good way. Um, and I don't know what to expect because a lot of the actors in this film aren't people that you would look at and go, oh, these are action stars. Or are these people who make action films? I mean, Angelina Jolie has done a f- couple, but when you see Selma Hayek, I don't look at Selma Hayek as a, you know, an action uh, star. You have Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta, who's he's wonderful in Atlanta. He's done some Broadway stuff with Chris Evans. Um, phenomenal actor, but I don't know what to expect from him in this role. He is playing Phaistos, who's like the weapons expert of the Eternals. So I'm excited, uh, and I think because of the podcast, we have to be there day one. But even if we weren't doing this podcast, I will still be there day one. And I think that's probably like the second the, that film I'm the second most interested in of of Phase Four. Where do you think we're going in this phase? What do you think this le- is leading up to? Well, you know. This, I mean, the Eternals, like you said, you know, this is Jack Kirby stuff now, and um, this is kind of weird '70s Jack Kirby. You know, Jack had a falling out with Marvel. In fact, he left Marvel for a while, went to DC. Um, you know, he worked for Stan Lee for a while. They they kind of had an on again, off again relationship. Um, but this, you know, Jack Lee of the '70s was kind of a weird dude, and like you said, he grew into the cosmic aspect of of marvel so i think this is kind of this could go anywhere um you know this is kind of like you cross like superman with guardians of the galaxy and kind of stuff um and hercules it's just it's just crazy but i i, I just want to say you know angelina Jol- jolie has done more than a couple of action movies she is she's i would consider her to be a straight out action star i mean if you look at films like um uh, what was it? Wanted, and you look at films like Salt and and Mr. You know what? Mrs. You're right. Smith, and, and the and the uh, 
the Lara, the Lara, Lara Croft movies. Yeah. Uh, this woman does some action movies. Um, you know, Richard Madden hasn't done a lot of stuff, but if you watch, um, he has a series on Netflix mm-hmm. called The Bodyguard, uh, which is which is, is really fantastic, and he's film? really great in it as an action star. No, 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 no. This is uh, this is about a a former uh, British SAS officer who is now working for a, like a protection service, government protection service, um, and gets involved in a whole bunch of stuff. And it's just uh, there's a lot of really great action pieces in there. So I completely buy that. Um, you know, I mean, you have like Kumail Nanjiani in there. He's not an action guy. He's a comedian. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure the action will take yeah. care of itself. Um, I mean, we probably wouldn't have thought of like Scarlett Johansson True. as an action star before she jumped into uh, Iron Man 2. So, you know, we'll okay, see. moving on. February 12, 2020, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I know you're excited because we finally get the Mandarin done right. Yeah, this is deep, this is deep cut stuff. Um, you know, the the Ten Rings has been seeded into the MCU since day one. You know, it was the Ten Rings that took Tony Stark captive uh, in Iron Man. It was the Ten Rings that helped um, Vanko in Iron Man Two. You know, uh, it was the you know the Mandarin supposedly was the bad guy in. Uh, Iron Man three, and if you if you're into this kind of thing, you watch the uh, All Hells of King Marvel short. You find out that there really is a Mandarin out there, um, and so we finally get to meet the Mandarin. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you know, this is this is not a really well known story, but it's a really interesting story, and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not too much okay, so I don't know much about Shang Chi. I'm really interested in how they pull the 10 rings off and especially with you talking about how like you know embedded they are in the mcu i wonder if they play them like the league of shadows from batman begins where they're this organization that's always been around and had a hand in everything um because that's what it sounds like they could do the direction they could go i mean whatever they give us is probably gonna be great they haven't had too many missteps so far Uh, i don't know how high this one is is on my list but, I mean, we're going to be there, and I like that, you know, it's not too far off from the Eternals. It seems like we're going to get this constant flow of MCU content, and which brings us into spring 2021, because I'm really interested in WandaVision on Disney+. Plus. Because I want to know how you put Vision back together. And then, and then I like what uh, Elizabeth Olsen said. She said, this is just going to be weird. And then this film is going to lead us into Doctor Strange. So what do you think about this one? Yeah, I I have no idea what they're going to do with this. I I have no idea how we're going to wind up with Vision coming back. Um, I mean, although I guess in one way he's a computer program, so you know maybe maybe he got downloaded. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I don't know. And the other thing about it is they kind of they kind of hinted that that. Um, I I have a feeling that this is either going to be a time, a time travel movie or something along a time travel series or a period series, something along those lines, because they, they did some stills of it and it seemed like, like 
she like she was wearing like 40s or 50s clothes did you catch no, that but and then so if i said it if you look at the logo end game like the logo was like yeah but the logo was like reminiscent of like like a you know the badge on a on a 1940s car or something like that um i think they're going to play some games with this one i'm going to look that one that that logo up right now okay i can see where you're going at yeah the lettering the lettering does look like a, a old car i don't i don't know where they're going with this i am interested to see how this leads into the doctor strange film like and I know, like I'm kind of jumping past Loki, and I, I will I'll circle back to that. But especially that Doctor Strange is going to be a team up movie with her, that kind of brought me down. Yeah. I one thing I wanted out of this phase was, and I don't know if that's what we can get, but let these characters stand on their own. We we've done a lot of team up movies, or you know appearances for a few scenes. I really hope they let some of these characters just stand on their own. Uh, what do you think we're getting with Doctor Strange in the multiverse? Well, I think they said today that that the events of WandaVision are going to lead into Doctor Strange. I don't necessarily know that she's going to have a huge part in the movie. Um, so, you know, but I think they are definitely looking to to tie stuff together. You know, and one of the you know one of the things that's always been that's always come up throughout the mcu is you know where's everybody yes. you know dark dark elves come and invade the earth where yeah. is everybody <laughs> you know um so i think this is kind of makes a little sense that you know if something's happening dr strange has got something going on that at least somebody else is involved or has some advice or sets things in motion mm-hmm. that somebody else has to deal with you know um the Doctor Strange thing, I don't know. I mean, they, they basically called it a horror movie. So I don't know what to think about it. And I, I, I hate horror, but I mean, look, it's going to be PG-13 horror, so I can, I can sit through it. I'm not going to be terrified. Uh, I'm, I'm excited that they're going to try something different, uh, branch this out. And, and Loki, what about that? I just think this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, Hiddleston's great. He loves playing the character. You know, it's Loki running around the universe with a Tesseract. I mean, the, the possibilities are endless here. And we're getting 2012 Loki, not the, I guess, reformed Loki that we got at the end of uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok. Exactly. This is Loki. This is Loki right at the end of Avengers. Yeah. So he's still got that, that bad in his blood. I'm excited for it. I think it's, I, I don't know how much it's going to play into the rest of phase four, but it seems like it'll be a nice detour. Something to just uh, tide us over till we get to Doctor Strange. And I think that that's probably going to be the same thing with this What If series, because that's an animated thing. So it's nothing to really just you know take too serious. Nothing's going to affect the rest of it. Um, do you think this is more geared to, the, the What If series is more geared to kids or? No, I think the What If series is more geared to like real comic book nerds. I mean, you know, both I think both Marvel and DC have done these kind of What If comic books yeah. you know what what if you know you know what if the avengers and the x-men teamed up what if yeah. you know uh what if the you know the x-men were on you know xandar what if, you know all this kind of weird uh bizarre things and so i think this is just the opportunity to just kind of explore some of those ideas and just have a little fun with it okay 
And then that brings us to Hawkeye. So this is, I think this is Jeremy Renner's swan song from the MCU. Um, yeah, I think so. I'm I'm not sure that anybody's really dying for this series all that much, but um, we'll see what happens. I wonder if this is like you know how you get that Rolex from a company after 50 years of service. And because I, I remember he had a complaint after I think Age of Ultron, he was like, you know, this this kind of isn't what I was told I'd be doing. And they're like, all right, we you know we're finally gonna let you be Hawkeye, even though if it's not on the big screen, there's still an opportunity to, you know, fulfill what we told you it was gonna be. Because I think you're right. Like I don't see myself like going, oh yeah. I mean, I'm, we're gonna watch it, but it's not like it's something that had to be told, unless it's probably another way to introduce, like I guess maybe the Young Avengers or New Avengers team. Because Feige did remark that, you know, there is going to be another Avengers team and it's going to look so different than what we got in, you know, in the Infinity Saga. Yeah, and if they, um, you know, if they wind up, like, kind of going along with what the the comics, the Hawkeye in the comics was, which is kind of like a real street-level kind of guy. It's like a Daredevil almost kind of guy. It's like, you know, fighting mobsters and things. Yeah. you know, that could be interesting. And it's going to bring in Kate Bishop, who, you know, in the comics took up the mantle of Hawkeye after Clint died. But they're going to be together in this. So I don't know if he's going to be mentoring her or something. I don't know. And this brings us to probably the, I would say it's the second biggest announcement of the night was Thor and Love and Thunder. What were your thoughts when you heard about what this is going to be? I hate that title. It sounds like a 70s sitcom. And I think we might be getting something similar to that. But that's not a bad thing. No, I mean, once, you know, I mean, it's 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 Taika Waititi. So it's going to be kind of off the thing. I mean, you know, it's going to be more of what we saw in Ragnarok, which I'm okay with. Um, you know, obviously, there is the huge announcement that, you know, Natalie Portman is coming back as Jane Foster and is taking up the mantle of Thor. You know, they had the big shot of her holding up the hammer. Uh, So we got to figure out how that's going to work. And, you know, I know there was a comic run that had that happen. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of confidence in it because it's Taika. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'm interested because I feel like there's three things going on at play for this film. There's that comment about the queen, the king needs to find a queen. So. Valkyrie's possibly having a love interest. Jane becoming Thor. And then, you know, Thor at the end of Endgame saying, it's time for me to be who I want to be, not who I'm supposed to be. Did I get that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so him trying to figure that thing out. And then the, the whole Guardians 3 thing, you know, is he going to be with... Well, wait, let's back up a minute. Because they Feige said, you know, Black Panther 2, towards the end, said, you know, Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians 3. So are we probably getting those things in Phase 5? Yeah, yeah. They He had a, he did an interview after the panel. He was very clear that these 10 things, these 10 projects that he announced today, those are Phase 4. And okay. so Guardians 3, Black Panther 2, um, Fantastic Four, anything else that might be happening is uh is phase five and beyond 
And this is this to be clear. This was the entirety of phase four. It's when we say phase five, it sounds like it's a long way off. It's really not because phase four is 2020, 2021. That's it. And then we're jumping into phase five. So it feels like they are moving at a much faster speed than they were with the infinity saga. And I think that's the, the probably the beauty of this, this Disney plus app is going to allow them to, to, to tell stories that they would have had to wait for, for, you know, movies to tell. And this thing is, to me, it just looks like a freight train that cannot be stopped. And they, then, so that I guess the biggest bombshell was that we're getting two time Oscar and Mahersha Ali as blade. How did you feel about that? Yeah, well, that's another that's another Phase Five project, but I think that's I mean that's brilliant casting. I mean, if you're yeah. gonna have somebody take that rollover from Wesley Snipes, I can't really think of anybody better. Um, you know, Hershela brings a lot of gravitas to the role. He brings um, a lot of seriousness to the role, and uh, you know, I think he's he's a, that's an inspired choice. And and apparently, I don't know if you you read you know, how this all kind of came to be. It's like he basically, like, walked off the stage from getting his Oscar and called up Kevin Feige and said, hey, I want to be Blade. Then that's cool as hell. He, he, he called his shot. He Babe Ruth it. I'm excited. Um, I do hope that somehow, some way, Wesley Snipes can be included in this project. If not, I mean, okay, I get it. But because and I don't know if he was just talking this up. I remember him saying stuff on Twitter about, you know, He's had talks with Marvel about, you know, reprising a role or being involved in some way. I saw on Twitter today he talked about wanting to still be involved in the project. Because that trilogy, and then at three wasn't as bad as I make it out to be, that still holds up. That was really good. And I'm not saying, you know, but it's, it's not MCU. But I think he can still contribute something somehow, some way. But I was excited. Yeah, he's, that's like, fine. Yeah, he can. I mean, he's yeah. You know, he's a good actor. He's a good action star. Um, yeah. I, there's not a lot of things that I've seen him in that I didn't like him in. So, yeah. um, you know, his personal issues aside, whatever, I think he could definitely contribute to it. Just pay your taxes. That's all. Um. Now, where do you think we're going with this? Because I don't see too anything interconnected here that make me say, "Oh, this is." This is going to lead to the next big crossover, which I kind of hope we don't get that because I don't want it to always be every phase has to result in some big bad showing up and everybody teams up to take out the big bad. But I'm assuming that there's something that's going to thread these things together. Do you think we get, I don't know, some celestial being or something crazy or me personally, I think this all eventually leads up to an Avengers versus X-Men in four or five years. Where do you think we're headed with this phase? Well, I think we're just headed for something bigger. I mean, yeah, I think there's going to be something that's threaded throughout all this. I mean, if you're going to have the Eternals and you're bringing them in early, you're going to have the Celestials involved. Um, who knows where the Guardians are going, you know, uh, whenever they come back. So, yeah, I think there's definitely going to be some kind of narrative that's working its way through this, but we may not see it until the end. Nah. Do you think it should result in another big bad like Thanos or we might be to uh, that might be a trope that's kind of played out now? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, there's a there's a there's a great line in Ocean's Eleven, you know, you don't do the same gag, you do the next gag, you know. Um, so I think they're just they're looking for the next thing to do. 
Yeah. All right. So, is there anything else you want to touch on Comic Con or Marvel related before we we wrap this up? Well, I think for the two of us, I mean, I think we're also both very excited for Westworld. Um, you know, they dropped a full trailer. Looks really interesting in that I have no idea what's going on, and that's the way Westworld is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, you know, they've clearly left behind the Western town, and uh, they're not. <laughs> doesn't look like we're going to spend a lot of time in Sweetwater. Um, you know, they're out in the world, and they're they're Dolores is causing a ruckus, and uh, I'm really, really looking forward to it. I, I agree. Um, I want Ford though. I want Ford back, and I'm holding out hope that we get we get Ford back. I I don't think you let a guy as talented as Anthony Hopkins just go that easy. And wasn't he floating around inside uh our boy Jerry, uh, Mister Wright? Was he floating around his head? Yeah, there's definitely uh, a portion of uh, there's some type of AI within Bernard, so. Uh, we'll see how that expresses itself. And what, so what do you think Dolores' plan is? Because she said something about, you know, showing this world who they really are. I'm trying to figure are you trying to get all these robots into the real world or are you trying to destroy the real world? Uh, I think she's trying to burn it down. And um, it, it seems to be uh, from this trailer that maybe somebody – is going to recruit Maeve to stop her. Which, That's what it looks like. Uh, that and could I'm be excited. interesting. That could be. Yeah. That could be interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm really that. Maybe me and you, we love that show, and there's just so much going on. And then, folks, if if you have not watched Westworld, get yourself HBO Go, or HBO Now, and HBO Max in a couple months, and please just take a weekend and binge watch that show. It's phenomenal. Take two weekends and binge watch that show because there's gonna be things that you miss that you're gonna catch when you rewatch. It just to me it's one of the best shows on TV. Easily a top three show. Um, I think that's it for this. Uh, we we touched on them on Phase Four a lot. Mike is gonna be back. Uh, he's he's gonna add on to this of things that he liked from Comic Con. And next up for us is our deep 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 dive into the failed uh, DCEU. Their first crack at it. Um, they're trying to write the ship and. With Shazam, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman, I think they're on the right track. But we're gonna take you from the beginning how this thing uh didn't quite hit right for some people with Man of Steel and where it just fell off the cliff with Justice League. Uh, Mike, anything you want to tell the people before we leave? Yeah, well, I think I think I'm actually going to do. Um, I think I'll actually probably put together like a bonus episode with my thoughts on the rest of Comic Con. Um, maybe drop that tomorrow or the, or the next day. Um, okay. There's just a lot. I'm 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 really excited about the Paramount panel. Um, there's a lot of really great stuff that came out of there, um, and uh, there's some interesting stuff that came out of the uh, the Russo brothers panel. Uh, some of the stuff that they're working on. Um, so I just want to kind of get my thoughts together on that, and then uh, you know maybe Tuesday or Wednesday there'll be a short kind of some bonus content on the channel um, where you get to hear my my awesome thoughts on that. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Folks, please definitely listen to that. This man is a wealth of knowledge, of wisdom, of film and, and TV. And I'm just excited to, folks, we're, I really enjoy this podcast and we got some great things coming up. 
and this Disney Plus app is going to give us tons of content, tons of stuff to talk about. So uh, please definitely stick with us. You can find me on Twitter at Ardell Burns. And Mike, where can they find you? Uh, I'm pretty much everywhere at MikeyMo1741, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, if you're interested in that kind of thing, if you want to see pictures of my grandkids. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, we just, uh, you know, if if you're listening to us on whatever app you're listening to us, do us a favor, give us a like, give us a review, give us a comment, Um, especially if you're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts now, um, because those reviews help other people find our podcast. Um, that's the way the algorithms work. The more reviews you get and the more comments you get, the higher you are in the rankings. And uh, we just want to be able to, to share this with uh, as many people as we can. We have, uh, as Randall said, we got a lot of great stuff coming on. Um, you know, we've got DC we're going to be talking about. We've got the whole Disney Plus thing. We've got, we haven't even touched on Star Wars yet. We'll just wait till we get going with Star Wars. Um, we got New York Comic Cons coming up in October. Uh, so there's a lot of really, really great stuff happening. And no one's going to talk about Hobbs and Shaw as much as we will coming up soon. Oh, uh, absolutely. We're going to talk about Hobbs and Shaw. So, folks, thank you for listening uh, to Movie Punditry. I'm Rand. I'm Mike. Have a good one. Take it easy. Peace out.